What is <laughs> up, everybody? Mile higher homies. How's it hanging? What's up, mile higher homies? I'm over here hitting my vape. <laughs> it's getting foggy up in here. Just kidding. This actually is not a vape. Well, it is a vape, but it is not. It doesn't have vape juice in it. It has um, CBD, CBD vape juice. juice. Which, speaking of the devil. Yeah, should we just, wait, tell them about this. This is so cool, because I'm going to be hitting cool. on this, and I want you guys to know that I'm not, there's no nicotine or any anything in it. No harmful chemicals. It is chemicals. all derived from hemp CBD. Yes, all natural hemp oil. Which is the female part of the plant, of the marijuana plant. Uh, we're getting into that again. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, so it's all completely legal by legalmeds.com. Yes, it's uh, the same company that makes cloud the Cloud Nine, nine hemp syrup, which you've never, if you've never had this or tried it, it's again legal everywhere. It's amazing, guys. It's natural medicine. It's great for sleeping. Like if you yes. have trouble falling asleep, anxiety. This will literally like calm you down. It has and a Xanax like effect. If you've ever tried lay Xanax. you in bed like a baby and sing you a lullaby, and you're off to sweet dreams. Completely it's natural, healthy, really good stuff. Really great great product um so yeah buy legalmeds.com the code is kendall ray for free shipping they also sell cbd um vape, vape juice. juice they also so sell cbd flour this is bubble gum and we add this syrup if you're wondering we add this syrup to sprite and we call it cbd lean yeah or we you have can do it every juice night or whatever yeah i have replaced amazing. my sleeping pills completely with this stuff it's that good like i would not just tell you guys it is amazing and honestly if, if any of you guys out there have never tried cbd you'd barely need any of it like the servings are like i think too big but it's yeah. incredible stuff. I just wanted to share that. I thought that was cool. I just know so many of my fans. I, that was the most common question I got today is like how to deal with anxiety. Ugh. I asked um, I did a Q&A on Twitter. But anyway, you help of natural medicine. <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to share my cool little new toy. This is my sister's vape. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's ours now. So. But thank you guys for joining us for episode yes. number 10. We are at 10 weeks now oh my Isn't god that exciting this is ten, episode number 10 this is a big milestone it's so cool i we didn't quit we, <laughs> we didn't quit and it's gone so well yes we're blown away with the amount of you guys that are listening and interacting and rating us i mean it's it's truly incredible. incredible it's truly incredible like i can't even believe it sometimes i'm like pinch me am i in a dream here like I, we started <laughs> yeah. this podcast with literally the you know, no idea how it was going to go, if anybody would listen, because we're brand new to podcasting. And usually when you start a podcast, you start out like with, you know, a small number of people listening to you. Yeah. And the fact that like, we're almost getting like 20,000 people listening to our podcast, just listening like on their on their own. And yeah. then YouTube is just like a another. whole nother thing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so amazing. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Like, seriously, seriously it means a lot. I thought we were going to end up getting like five to 10,000 views per podcast. The fact that it, they're like, you know, all approaching 100,000. It's is insane. Just awesome. It's absolutely insane. Um, I think it's this madness. is my new love. I might like this more than my channel. I love Dude, it's podcasting. so fun. It's so, so fun. fun. And it feels like our natural medium. Like this feels so natural for us. Well, that's the thing is like before we started this, we used to like just be sitting in the living room, living room together <laughs> talking and just talking stuff. about stuff. And we're like, like might as well record God, this it be for cool people. If we like could like let people listen to us because i think people would find our conversations interesting or interesting interesting instrument so. <laughs> except i still can't always speak english on the podcast for some reason <laughs> oh poor josh but okay yes thank you guys so much um the reviews have been awesome and you know if if you ever want to you know help support us um 
in a different way than, you know, just tweeting us or, you know, leaving a comment or something, leaving a review and rating the podcast on iTunes, especially really does help out yeah, it does. with the podcast Huge. getting known and just, you know, getting our name out there and spreading this information to the masses, which is very important. So definitely leave a rating or a review. You don't even have to write haven't. anything. You no, just you can just literally star one star to five stars. <laughs> don't give us want. one. <laughs> yeah, please. Please don't give us one. Uh, no, you can give us one if you really think we suck. But um, we've gotten great response. So thank you guys for that. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention is... You think we suck. <laughs> you never know. There could be somebody literally listening that's just like, I hate this you know podcast. What? They suck. They suck. Guys <laughs> aren't professional. Oh, man. Some people. But just real quick, thank you to the stellar patrons who have been very loyal supporters for a while. We have Elizabeth B, Rebecca H, Chase C, Jake C, and Jim W. Thank you guys so much. It really means a lot, especially to anyone that joins the the Patreon family. All you patrons out there, thank you so much. We just did a Patreon uh live stream live stream that was really before fun. this yes. yeah we had like 15 people on it and we got to know them and like where they're from and uh just like about their life what they do how many kids they have how many pets they have like it was really fun just absolutely it just people. felt like we were hanging out with like yeah 10 people you know so all patreon levels get to do those live streams so definitely check it out patreon yeah. starts at like two bucks yes yes definitely check it out but today's patreon question is from anna and Anna asked us, a, I think it's an interesting question because I'm not even sure what my answer is going to be, but when and what was the first news story that you personally questioned and why? Ooh, Anna. Hmm. I know what mine is because... Personally questioned. Uh, MH370. Definitely. That was definitely the first one because like, I don't even think I was even that into conspiracies or aliens or anything when that first... Started, but I was like, this is some fuckery. They're telling us this plane just like disappeared. Oh, I know. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. I did that was definitely the first one I questioned. I don't know if you know if there's anything to question. I was gonna on, say 9-11, like because remember we watched that 9-11 yeah. documentary. Like, but like I think they mean like news story to like come oh, out and then you like have a reaction to oh, it. Oh, okay. Like obviously we both yeah, 9-11 after we saw a documentary, but we were both in first grade when that happened or second grade? Second yeah, grade. we were super young in, in two thousand one. But yeah, um, New story then. Oh shoot. Yeah, MH370. Um God. I don't know. That's that's a tough one because I guess there hasn't been a ton of news. We found out a lot about things like after. Yeah, well, you know? like a lot of things don't like, you know, come out till way later. Right. About like things like that that yeah. turn out to be false or, you know, seem fishy. Mm-hmm. I mean, any of the UFO sightings there's been have been interesting. Like that one that was seen over LA that Julian oh, yeah. captured. Dude, great footage. Which I think ends up being like a, a rocket or something, but I don't think there was a rocket launched at that time. I just don't believe that though, because why it was, was it bizarre. over LA? Yeah, well, the Navy said they were doing some sort of missile test, I think, or something. Over LA. Yeah, like over LA. I mean, okay. it was over the ocean, but it was like. No, it was close like above LA. LA. Yeah. I guess so. It wasn't close enough. It was literally up, going above them. Yeah, which if if you haven't seen that video, just Google like blue UFO. Yeah, LA, and then watch Julian Solomita's footage of it. Yeah, he captured it and went viral. But it's Dude, like it looks like a like, I guess 
orb uh, like a blue orb of light going across the sky but it does have like almost like a trail behind it a blue trail mm. and then what's interesting though is that literally it just like vanishes after i don't know yeah a minute or so it, like a just the way so. that it even opens like and i i swear like maybe it's just me but i swear i can like hear it in the video it sounds like like I really oh, wow. i could have sworn like if you wear headphones Damn. i can definitely hear it but maybe not i i just really I don't know. It could be one of those things. Like, have you ever seen things where they'll play a video with no sound, but it's like shows that there's sound, so you think there's sound? It yeah. could be kind of like that. Yeah, like it could there's be. like videos of people jumping, but it's like silent, but you can like hear it because they like make these. I don't know. This is probably so hard to <laughs> listen to. Anyway, well, her uh, second half of the question though was, how old were you when you start first started looking at the media from a different perspective, and dude. what do you think the cause of it was? Um. Okay. So. I mean, I'm a slow bloomer with this stuff, to be real. Like, I believed in conspiracies before I realized the news was bullshit. That was actually fairly new for me. Probably in the last, eh, since like the whole, just the Bernie Sanders bullshit, I was like, wow. You know, that's when I was just like, oh my God, this is, they just Yeah, I mean, the him. last like, the election, just him. like seeing how much coverage Donald Trump got on all of the news outlets was just kind of like, wow they really are going to give this guy all the attention when yeah. yeah like you said bernie sanders was selling you know like literally packing out convention centers and yeah was raising all sorts of money and he got zero airtime like yeah he got no airtime yeah. on any of the major news we outlets literally couldn't compared even get to in. clinton or trump so yeah. just terrible it really is and and just like all just the bullshit the slanting the lies there's just like cutting people off on live tv like even msnbc does that um when people are talking about oil or something to do with russia or you know just important things things people should know yeah and i mean especially once we started discovering like alternative news outlets yes, and media outlets vice. like vice the young yeah. turks things like that yeah um we collective realized, evolution okay. things like that and we started you know you start realizing that when you start getting a, di I mean, that's how you get a different perspective is you just got to find people or organizations that are presenting different evidence for an yeah. event or something that's happening. And then you just have to think about it and decide which one yeah. you believe. And right. if you're a rational person, what you start realizing is a lot of the shit that they're feeding us on CNN is just bullshit. It's like, yeah, all of them, you know, and it's, it doesn't matter who's the host on CNN. They're all feeding us the same narrative. I mean, CNN's the worst because they just literally replay the same headlines all day. And I'm just so sick of it because it's like, I don't even feel like it's watching the news. You turn it on to watch like the latest Trump gossip or whatever. Yeah, you know? it's like TMZ and it's normally for a, politics. Like a panel. They're like, it's not even reporting news stories. No. It's just like, okay, what do these random people think of this? It's like, I don't give a fuck what they think. Tell me the facts so I can make up my own mind. So yeah, seeing and seeing how much like Vice was covering from around the world that CNN just like doesn't talk about i was like i mean americans are so sheltered it's like not even funny and in this day and age you really have to take it into your own hands to inform yourself as all of you guys know you're here listening to us because you want to be informed you want to you know learn about things that you're being kept from and that's great absolutely i mean if there's if you're looking for suggestions for like you know how do i get the news in this unbiased format and like if you have access to the Viceland channel, Vice News Tonight, which is like something they do five days a week, it's like 30 minutes long, but they actually cover like interesting stories that are happening around the globe, good or bad, that 
really like matter and you like anytime i watch it i'm like shit i didn't know that was going on or, i learn a lot from it you learn a ton because like if you just flip any i mean any of the news channels i mean other than like abc world news with david muir you know it's like <laughs> yeah other than him he, yeah like not you don't see too many like just reporting reporting the news. On, yeah reporting the news exactly so on the news imagine that yeah it's gotten so bad but who cares about the fucking news i hate the news i do too <laughs> But the first thing we wanted to talk about today is just been exploding since yesterday uh, when this went viral. And that's this fucking weird ass voicemail. You guys have been asking us what we think about it. So we were like, let's wait till the podcast to talk about Dude, it. Dude, no joke. It's weird. It's so many people have asked me like I have been getting at least like 10 an hour that are like, <laughs> please look into this. Kind of look yeah. into this. Well, because it's it is interesting. It's so like outrageous and just so like, holy shit. You know, everybody has a holy shit moment when they hear this because it's like, what if this is true? What if this is real? You know what happened? So we'll go ahead and play the voicemail for you guys so you can hear what this is all about. And then we'll we'll dive into it and tell you what we think. So here we go. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Delta. All right. Let me start it over. Sorry. It's silent in the first couple seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it's this, this is a screen recording of someone's phone. Some like random dude on Twitter. Sierra. Delta. Alpha. November. Gaul. Echo. Romeo. Sierra. Oscar. Sierra. India. Tango. India. Sierra. Delta. India, Romeo, Echo, Foxtrot, Oscar, Romeo, Yankee, Oscar, Uniform, Tango, Oscar, Echo, Victor, Alpha, Charlie, Uniform, Alpha, Tango, Echo, Bravo, Echo, Charlie, Alpha, Uniform, Tango, India, Oscar, Uniform, Sierra, Tango, Hotel, Echo, Yankee, Alpha, Romeo, Echo, November, Oscar, Tango, Hotel, Uniform, Mike, Alpha, November, 0429339642300, Sierra, Oscar, Sierra, Delta, Alpha, November, Gaul, Echo, Romeo, Sierra, Oscar, Sierra, all right okay wow that was weird <laughs> creepy i don't know I don't so know, that's obviously is that military or police it's military police don't don't use that exact they have a different slightly different code so it's definitely military um mm. as far as the alphabet i forget what kind of alphabet they call it but they use like it's code names it's code names for different mm -hmm. letters so it clearly so sounds like the like, first letter of every word it comes together and it spells out so people obviously have decoded this right so if if you understand the alphabet then you can basically decipher the message and the message says danger sos it is dire for you to evacuate be cautious they are not human sos danger sos i'm confused because sos is like a distress signal not a warning yeah, that's what's weird about it is like SOS is like 
I mean, unless it's like SOS, we're out in the middle of the ocean or something. That's that's kind of the thing, you know. Like maybe it's a message. So the main thing with this, so there's we're obviously out in the middle of the ocean. Oh, because on a boat or something. Well, like tell if you're them on a, why. Right. So if you're sorry, <laughs> if you're on a boat and your boat's sinking, or your airplane's going down, I, I think maybe not even airplane. Um, one of the things you say over the radio is like SOS, SOS. Which sorry, oh, yeah. I need to look up what it means, but. I can't remember. Um, it means. What's does SOS save mean? our ship? Yeah. Save our ship save is our SOS. Ship. So that's what's weird about it is it's like SOS danger. Yeah. Save our ship. That is, seems I mean, a little amateur like mistake. It, it almost seems, like, seems like too convenient to be like S like SOS just like freaks people out when you yeah. hear SOS. <laughs> yeah. It's like alert. Right. Um. Yeah. That's weird. So, but the thing is, is in the voicemail at the end of it, there's like coordinates. If you heard those numbers, so uh, they're longitude and latitude. It's a set of numbers. But so uh, there's been a person on Twitter that I think called straight away is the the handle. But they basically like kind of like dove into this a little bit to see if they could figure out what the message meant. And I think people have really <laughs> probably dug way too far into this because this has gone viral because this has gone super viral i think when i saw it I had like two hundred seventy-two thousand like retweets or likes yeah, or something craziness. like ridiculous but people have not only deciphered the message but they got the set of numbers from it and <clears throat> apparently when if you put those together as coordinates and you plug them into google it apparently s sends you to a location near malaysia like very like almost on malaysia it looks like so right singapore uh, it's like on it's Malaysia, so. But, yeah, so there's, mm. huh, points to a place in Malaysia. So what people are saying is that maybe, somehow, some way, the black box, which is a like a recording box, on the airplane MH370 is like sending a message out. Oh, that's what people are saying. Wow, that's creative. Because of the coordinates, Could so be. like. Well, the coordinates are near Malaysia and Malaysian, you know, flight MH370 disappeared. So and we never found the black box because normally when a plane a goes black down, it doesn't call. It does. It does. It does. I mean, it, it doesn't like why would it call some random dude's cell phone number? Like, yeah, that's what's weird about they it. They can it, call though, the boxes. It can. It's supposed to communicate back to like oh. air traffic control. But does it do that via phone? No, like no, it probably like it probably uses satellite. It probably doesn't even use like a cell cell data signal. too. I don't know if you can like record a little message. In it, yeah, I don't know you? if it's like a Siri message of like alpha. Well, Why would they make it like that? Well, Josh and I were like, this sounds like someone just typed into notes on Siri. Yeah. And like had Siri play it. Play it out. I want to hear it. I don't have it typed. <laughs> I'll do it then. Oh, Josh. Falling right. behind, my man. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just think. I mean, I don't think the person that posted it is like lying. Do you know how to make Siri? I think that someone pranked them. <laughs> now everyone's getting pranked. <laughs> they pranked like thousands of people. Unless it's real. Unless it's real. Real. The whole non-human thing too is like really interesting because it's like danger. They're not human. So they're obviously alluding to probably like aliens or something. So yeah. other theories are like, well, maybe, maybe aliens had something to do with MH370, which... Yeah, maybe aliens did have something to do with MH370. That was like one of the first things I thought too. They definitely could have actually. Um, 
Because, I mean, it just disappeared, dude. We got to do a whole podcast on MH370. Yeah, it's I was a really interesting with that case, Oh, I dude. know. It's so interesting. Oh, I watched so many hours of CNN. What's Remember that dude, Richard Quest? Oh, yeah. He was like the dude that was on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was like the the guy for it. But this but this uh this person that like started doing all this investigation started really digging into it. Another thing that he did was he took the numbers from the message, which was uh zero six two nine three three nine six four two three zero, I think. And he Googled it. And apparently this like one website comes up on Google and it's some like Chinese website for this professor named Young uh Keen, Young Kian or something. And apparently he's doing like some sort of research or something, hmm. um, some like weird research or something. So they're saying maybe that it's like supposed to like point something to his facility and that maybe he's doing some weird testing and there's like aliens involved or something. But then again, why would somebody just call out a random number from China and why would they say SOS? Yeah. So it's like, I know... I think what a lot of people have to realize is like everything that is like bizarre and weird that happens doesn't necessarily point to what you think it is straight off the bat. Like a lot of people yeah. like to just be like, they're not human. And if somebody just says that they just automatically assume aliens are somehow involved or it's yeah. real. And you have to remember that with any of this stuff, it's very easy to be, to fall gullible or be gullible yeah. to this type of stuff. Like, yeah. cause like when you become a fan of this type of content, of course, whenever you hear a news headline or like something going viral that like might prove what you're, you know, learning about or, you know, what you're a fan of, you're going to like want it to be real. But that doesn't mean it's real. So you just have to remember to always like <laughs> verify, you know, verify your sources. And obviously with this, you can't verify anything. For all we know, the kid could have literally did a siri note and then like called did star six seven could have called yeah. himself and like had siri read this message so okay i'm gonna try to try to do siri on it let's see what it sounds like wait what? wait <laughs> why, why is it, it in like... spanish <laughs> oh because maybe cause maybe it, says... it recognizes the words as like spanish words or something like tango. Oh, what? Oh my gosh, you guys. This is so immature right now. Sierra Oscar, Sierra Tango, Hotel Oscar Tango. No, definitely that's in Spanish. <laughs> wow. It's Why fine. is it doing that? It says it's supposed to be in English. That's all right. Whatever. I mean, it, you could probably try it on your own. You could probably try to, you know, type out this message in those like alpha tango, all the military letters, and then have Siri read it back to you in Siri's voice. Because it honestly sounds like Siri reading it. Like reading the message yeah, in the voicemail. Yeah, it seriously mail. does. I don't know why your Siri wants to speak Spanish, but like it <laughs> it's won't do smart. it. It's smart. It knows that I'm... It's Saying like, tang like yo tango. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible that... <laughs> so I'm going to conclude that this was probably like 90% faked. Like this is just like mm -hmm. a fake prank or something. Well, I actually saw some stuff online about similar calls like this going out to people in the past, like pranks like this. Yeah. What if it's an alien message, though, and it's like just happened to end <laughs> up on this phone? I would. Not it's human. not. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's probably n less likely than a prank. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely think this is probably a prank. That's my first guess for sure. <laughs> 
just because it's such a Siri voice. If it was something different, I don't know. It's just like uh, it just is on. like if shit was really hitting the fan and like aliens were like you were like having an emergency with aliens that you really like, why did they just send why would you dude? take the time to like spell out everything in like military code like if if you were being attacked by aliens, I'd be like fuck fuck aliens <laughs> shit they're here they're killing you know like I would give some like what details. is the word for T what is the word for T yeah Dango be like help <laughs> help help like. Something more frantic than SOS. Yeah, they are not SOS. Yeah, that sounds they're like, not human. Danger. Plus, evacuate. Those coordinates are not of like where MH370 went down though. No, all. it's not at all. No. Or like where they think it could have. No. no. MH370 that's went down. That's a stretch. I feel like that's just like someone far. saw it was Malaysia, so they connected it to that. <laughs> it's a well orchestrated prank. So whoever did it, kudos to you. You fooled the world. You fooled the world. Unless it was literally someone pranked that guy. What if it's like one of his friends pranked him and he and why this random dude like named Ty? Like why <laughs> out of everybody? Why would you want this like crazy message to go to? Like wouldn't you want Trump to hear it? Like or Trump to get it or something? It's Somebody crazy how much in stuff power? can go viral now for like that's what I'm things. saying is like it's easy to there is a fake news problem. There I'm is. sorry, and there is. There's Josh a- and I, like, with what we're doing, guys, like, I'm sure you know after listening to us for a long time that we take this really seriously and we really try to make sure that we are never pushing false information on you guys. Anything that we're not sure about, we always specify, like, but we're not sure. Um, there's no proof for this or, you know, and we're always rational about things, reasonable things. We try it to be. It is so yeah. important to not believe everything that you come across because there is a ton of bullshit out there and a ton of bullshitters. To be real, there's a lot of bullshitters going around. And so you have to really like keep your, you know, to be smart about things and like make good decisions and really think hard before you just, because if not, you'll fall for everything that's on the internet. Yeah, I mean, you'll fall. Yeah, you'll definitely believe everything that you hear and see. Mm-hmm. And like something, I mean, even, and we're not even saying that, it, you know, we, it doesn't happen to us because we get fooled by shit all the time. And, you yeah. know, I always feel so stupid when I realize like something was actually hoaxed or not true. And I, I we don't get was straight like, up fooled. Yeah, I mean, not fooled. I mean, I'm always skeptical, but it's like. Because we always do our research before we talk yeah. about it, you know? No, no, no. I'm not saying, I'm just saying like in general <laughs> in life. I'm not saying like. Yeah. The stuff we cover on the, anything we cover on the podcast or videos is well researched, and obviously we try to know what we're talking about. So <laughs> it's not yes. just like we're yeah, <laughs> just going about it. But you just um, have to be careful, and you know, yeah. can't believe everything someone says either. That's been a big problem. Is like yeah. everybody just believes like any famous if it has like a lot of reads. If they on have, the thread, yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah, or just like if they're a popular person or yeah. have a following that somehow yeah. they're like more credible because of that. But that's not the case. So. No. Um, but anyway, today. Wait, getting ahead. Oh, I'm um, okay. Sorry, Josh. Sorry, Josh. Sorry, Virgo. <laughs> There's a reason I write an outline so that you can follow along and keep okay. keep our spot. But another thing we wanted to talk about that a lot of you have been asking about too is like, um, Scott Kelly, the astronaut, came back from space after spending a year in the International Space Station, and they're. NASA is doing a twin study on him and his brother Mark to see what happens to your body and to your DNA and things like that when you go into space for prolonged periods of time. And he was in space for a year. And oftentimes, astronauts that go to the International Space Station or International Space Station are only there for six months. So this was kind of a prolonged period of time. So they're studying the body, see what happens. Because if we ever want to fucking go to Mars or any other planet, I mean, we got to know what, like, you know, shit, like. 
you wouldn't want to like go out there and realize you just fucking like deteriorate uh deteriorate in like you know a year of being in space and you're fucked like we need to know what happened so one of the things that was really big and going viral was that scott kelly returned from space and somehow his dna got changed like his dna's changed damn but that's actually not true oh it's not (laughs) no no and honestly i kind of i i didn't totally read into it when i first read the headlines but (laughs) yeah (laughs) there are stories that this week that proclaimed that the dna of uh former nasa astronaut scott kelly changed during his year living on the international space station and they say that seven percent of his genes did not return back to normal when he came back to earth and they they tried to make it seem like the space actually permanently altered his genetic code but that's not true it did not genetically alter his code <laughs> like it, his code did not get altered that would make no sense anyway it'd be like how um but the idea the idea behind this twin study that they were that nasa was doing with mark and scott was that Mark would be the control because he would be the one here on Earth. And then obviously Scott is in space and they have a nearly identical genetic copy. So they were trying to NASA was trying to find out, you know, how a space environment would impact Scott's body and then compare it to Mark's body. But it didn't. It's some things did happen, though. That's the thing. It's like his gut bacteria changed significantly while he was in space. Interesting. Which is. Yeah, that's interesting. He, but he, his code, genetic code did not change, but he did experience genetic changes. Um, what happened was, is, is that the protective caps on the ends of his DNA strands, known as uh, telomeres, increased while in space. It didn't, so space didn't permanently alter 7% of his DNA. Um, instead, what happened was, is that hundred, there were hundreds of unique mutations in their genome when they observed uh, Scott when he got back to Earth according to nasa so what actually happened was um the there was uh the gene expression was altered Hmm. so we're getting into genetics here and i don't i don't have a great understanding of genetics but um gene expression refers to how active a particular piece of dna is because dna produces little tiny messengers of information known as um mrna which God, cells used to make proteins that carry out of all your body's basic functions. Did you have to ever have to make a, a cell in biology? Oh, yeah. What did you make it out of? Oh, like physically make a cell? Yeah, that was no. like the big thing at our at our school. No, I We'd didn't make do that. cells. I made a cell out of jello and brought it in. And I like put all the like the different, uh, oh, really? what are they called? What, what are like the little things like inside the of it? nucleus and all that stuff? Yeah, but what are those called? Like they're called something. Oh, the... Like the God. mitochondria? Yeah, mitochondria. Is that what so, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, I remember <laughs> you'd have so to do dumb. like worksheets on it's like seventh grade. Don't well, dude, remember. I haven't been in a biology class in years. So like, how am I supposed <sighs> to remember we that We took stuff? college bio together and we sucked at it. Oh no, the teacher sucked. Yeah. We tried pretty hard, but it was hard <laughs> as shit. Jo- I got a C, Josh got a B, but that we had to work hard for it that. It was hard though. Yeah. No, it was yeah. no joke. No, but I made a, a like a Jello thing, and I put like different like candies inside the Jello as the different little like micros. <laughs> was it like a a ball of Jello, or how'd you do it? Just like it was a, a pan? bowl, like it was a straight bowl. Like me and my mom like formed oh, okay. it, and then we like flipped it over, and like it was just like a Jello thing. Nice. Yeah, Did it was kind of cool. Were you the coolest one? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> people like tried really hard. I was like made some Jello and like stuck some candy in it, flipped it over. Did you eat some after? No, ew, gross. <laughs> Like, hey, everybody, here's my cell. <laughs> I would have done that. I would have started eating it. 
But um, so to finish up this story, though, scientists studying Scott found that much of his gene expression changed while in space, and about 93% of his expression levels went back to normal when he got home. However, 7% of his genes related to his immune system, DNA repair, bone and bone formation, and more were still a little out of whack when he returned. So it definitely alters your affected him. Yeah, it definitely affects you and alters your interesting gene expression. Do you but think it, it changes you more changes like the, the further you are from Earth too? Like if someone was on Mars, would they be affected more? I don't know. You almost have to wonder, like maybe there's I mean, actually I don't wonder because I think there is, but I think there is a very powerful connection that we as humans have with the planet Earth. Yeah. And whether it's, you know, the magnetic field or whatever it is, I think there is something very critical to our survival that the planets offer us. And maybe if we're on another planet, we get that same benefit. But I just feel like Earth is just such a unique planet and is just so perfect in the way that it is and the way that it supports life here Mm -hmm. that if we were to like go out into space or go to other planets that we might have problems with this and we would need some help from technology or something because our bodies just may not be able to deal with, you know, Mm. the type of environment that's out there. Right. So, yeah, like, yeah. And maybe the like, that's why aliens don't come to us either. Their bodies can't handle earth. Right. It could be, could be. Maybe we're all meant to just stay in our little fucking areas. (laughs) We have each have our own little worlds. And if you venture out of it, you just die. (laughs) possible i mean it's it's definitely possible all right but today we wanted to 30 minute intro today today we wanted a split episode sorry sorry i just cut you off like twice i'm sorry come on man i'm sorry i'm gonna put my nose in the corner and people are like god damn it kendall you're always cutting him off i'm sorry you do it to me too though (laughs) (laughs) okay go ahead but we wanted to dedicate today's episode to the great stephen hawking um yes just because he's such an uh, important, he was such an important person to this planet and to science and to Brilliant. discovery and just an inspirational guy. And unfortunately, um, he passed away this past Wednesday, March 14th um, at 76 years old. And if you don't know who Stephen Hawking is for whatever reason, I mean, you need to know who he is. And after this podcast, you'll know a lot about him. Um, but he was a iconic English theoretical physicist. So he he was into all of the interesting shit. Space, the cosmos, you know, anything related to physics, he had a very to gravity. Mind. Yeah, very, very woke mind, very open-minded individual. And um, yeah, he Did died. Did you know he lived like way longer than he was supposed to, though? Like 50 years past what they expected for yeah, him? Yeah, that was actually something I, I looked up today was like, because Stephen Hawking had ALS, um, mm-hmm. which is a debilitating neurological disease. Remember the ALS ice bucket challenge? Yeah. A lot of people probably yeah. remember that. Absolutely. And like on average, like over 50% of people that are diagnosed with ALS and once they're diagnosed, they usually have three to five years left. <sighs> and then 25% live more so than sad. three to five years, but it's not 50 years like he lived. Yeah. He lived a long time. After being diagnosed with ALS, because he was diagnosed at 21 years old. Wow. With ALS, and he still lived at 50 plus years. That's incredible. Damn, that is. Which makes you think, like, even more that he was a special 
individual and yeah. a spe- special human being to this planet and he had some, he had a mission here and when we look at some of the stuff he worked on he, i think he accomplished his mission i think so too absolutely um but he passed away in cambridge england and his children lucy robert and tim said that he was a great scientist and an extraordinary man whose work and legacy will live on for many years his courage and persistence will uh, with his brilliance and humor inspired people across the world he once said that it would not be much of a universe if it wasn't home to the people you love we will miss him forever i love that that's a great quote great quote he was very in touch with you know not only the cosmos but with people too like he had a major impact on people and even with this debilitating disease yeah he still made a major impact on people's lives well think about how many people he inspired who have disabilities that are like you know what you can be one of the that was his whole smart. thing that yeah. was his whole thing his mm-hmm. whole thing was like nothing should hold you no back. matter what happens to you in your life you can always succeed at something and that's what i was trying to say in our last podcast episode was like i truly think we all have a gift and everybody just has to figure out what that gift is and you do have something to offer the world and offer other people it's just a matter of figuring out what it is and sometimes it takes a long time to figure out what unique gift you have and what you have to offer the rest of the world and for him it was immense knowledge about really crazy trippy things like black holes and gravity and all sorts of cool things but Stephen Hawking he was an exceptional scientist and he was uh renowned for contributions to the study of the universe everything from the origins of the cosmos to the mysterious nature of black holes and he worked at this for over 50 years and he never slowed down even with his disease (coughs) and als gradually paralyzes you yeah and eventually confines you to a wheelchair and that I mean, That's you probably so know he was in a wheelchair for most of his life and a highly advanced one. either. Yeah, and can't even like it completely takes away all muscle functionality. Like you yeah. can't move anything. You're just yeah. like in this like yeah. stagnant state oh, and God. you can't talk, you can't do anything. But you know, maybe like But your mind is like still that. there. Yeah. You still have your brain, a hundred percent your brain. Yes. Which is interesting. That is interesting. Um, but it's interesting to think about like when something like that happens to you, like I think that was supposed to happen to him, like right. that he was supposed to like be able to have this, you know, quiet view of things, just be able to be in his head and like thinking and like real, you know, kind of just like maybe it's something that he had to go through and that was part of his life plan. Like his we mission. talked about you Absolutely. Know, reincarnation last week. Soul mission. Maybe that was his soul mission. Um, well think about like obviously it is you have to think about it like maybe if he hadn't had als and and you know went through all the hardships with that that maybe he wouldn't have gotten as far or been as like you know uh, what's the word sorry like legendary yeah or legendary or just um excited about the work that he was doing yeah and motivated to do the things that he did right yeah because he's like i don't know how much time i have to live so I'm literally going to push it to the limits. And he did. Yeah. And that's what's so amazing is he did so much in his life. Yeah. Especially for somebody that, you know, has this horrible disease. Yeah. But he was a um, longtime Cambridge professor. And he was known for roaming around campus in his electric wheelchair. Going from one engagement to another and speaking in his 
robotic voice of his speech synthesizer mm-hmm. which his wheelchair was super high tech intel developed it yeah and like he had like cutting edge like technology that was literally like was able to read his brain and his cheek movements in order to oh, wow. and eye movements in order to Oh wow! Depict what? Yeah, it's so he highly wasn't typing advanced. It. No, oh, yeah, because he wasn't. No, wow, that's it's incredible. like thinking it basically, and and God. it was typing it out. Imagine if more people could have that, like poor people who, who yeah. get access to something like that, like, or just like the average person. I'm sure that's extremely expensive. Like most people oh, yeah. couldn't. Oh, we yeah. wouldn't be able to afford that if that happened. To no, us. no, that's sad. Yeah, that, God, that really gives him the ability to like freely think and talk. That's so cool. It did. It allowed him to do everything he wanted to do still. Wow. Even though incredible. he was confined to a wheelchair. Wow. He could still communicate just fine. He gave lectures and stuff like he could do do all of that still. No problem. But I'm going to quickly play some of uh, the most memorable quotes from Stephen Hawking just so you can hear some of them because they're truly amazing and they really do define his legacy as a person. I am very aware of the preciousness of time. Seize a moment. Act now. Should we go into space? It won't solve any of our immediate problems on planet Earth, but it will give us a new perspective on them and cause us to look outwards rather than inwards. We are all time travelers journeying together into the future. But let us work together to make that future a place we want to visit. Be brave, be determined, overcome the odds. The present exponential growth cannot continue indefinitely. Yet if, as I hope, basic science becomes part of general awareness, what now appear as the paradoxes of quantum theory will seem as just common sense to our children's children. However, to a large extent, we shall have to rely on mathematical beauty and consistency to find the ultimate theory of everything. I have been enormously privileged, through my work, to be able to contribute to our understanding of the universe. But it would be an empty universe indeed, if it were not for the people I love, and who love me. Wow. That's incredible. That really was. Seriously, it's so, so inspirational. Profound. Literally profound. I mean, so much truth spoken there, and... It's so inspiring to hear that from from him. Yeah, overcoming the odds. I mean, he was all about, you know, making the most of your life Mm -hmm. and not letting things like diseases or illnesses or whatever it may be stop you. Like you can do whatever you want to do and you can overcome anything. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so amazing. But Stephen Hawking um, is perhaps known for um one of his most famous works, and that was a um, book, A Brief History of Time from the Big Bang to Black Holes, which he published in 1988. And he's sold over 10 million copies. So his work is obviously very well respected, very popular. And um, a lot of people don't know this about him, but he was actually, uh, 
he's a pretty funny guy and he loved to have fun and a funny story of his is that in 2009 he decided to throw a party with lots of champagne and he didn't release the invitations to the event until after it was over and the point hawking said was to determine whether time travel was real if the guests he'd picked had shown up to the party hawking would have proof that time travelers exist in the future (laughs) he said i sat there a long time but no one came (laughs) is what he said about it that's so funny it's like a joke he did it like obviously he was probably like nobody's gonna come if i don't tell anybody about a it champagne like, party yeah he like had a party with a party by himself where he was hoping that time travelers would come to it <laughs> what okay that's so funny he loves time travel he does i mean he's just like his whole goal was like to figure out everything yeah. like the theory of everything is literally um a movie that they did about his life which i i can't it's fairly new too and i can't believe i haven't seen it yet definitely need to watch that which kind of tells about his life and everything but um he was actually born on january 8th 1942 in oxford he attended st albans school as a child and university college at oxford as a young man he's a capricorn Mm -hmm. of course of course he's a cap could have called that with his struggles yeah capricorns have so many challenges yeah sorry cappies out there makes you strong though you can be (laughs) like stephen hawking they're tough as hell and they have an important mission here inspirational people for sure but originally stephen hawking actually wanted to study math but supposedly his school didn't offer courses in the subject so he went with physics instead Hmm. so that's interesting it's almost like butterfly effect like if he had went the math route would we know everything we know about black holes right now probably not so it's interesting to think about like if he was just like a mathematician yeah maybe not but he went into physics and in 1962 hawking arrived at the university of cambridge to work on cosmology the study of the origins and evolution of the universe so i swear if i if i were to go back and do it over again i'd go to college and i'd study cosmology i would (laughs) i would be a astrophysicist or something I just wish I would have taken school more seriously. That's one thing I realized is like, God, I I did not try as hard in school as I could have, and really like did as good as I could have. Taking college classes in fucking high school, dude. I know, but even that was like still not good enough to get like scholarships and go. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I failed a math class, and that was the thing. Is like, yeah, in order to go into physics, you got to be good at math. You got to be. Well, it wasn't because you were bad at math. It was because you just didn't go. Well, it was that it was a fucking college class at <laughs> 7 a.m. or something ridiculous. Like, and I lived a long ways away from the college. I was like, most days you got I was in a like, fight over that. Remember in high school? <laughs> I was so mad at you. No, you did when I told you. I was I've... like, dude, you, uh, you. So at like at one point, Josh just gave up on the class and just decided not to go anymore. Yeah, I did. I just thought I forgot. I just I, that was bad. That was a bad decision. <laughs> hey, you were 17. You know? I was young, dumb, and broke. Decisions. So what I lost I my license that year. Too that's many stop true. signs. Yeah, that's true. You got no room to talk. <laughs> I do not. I had to ride the bus senior year, part of the year. <laughs> I had to. I know. I had to pick you up from school sometimes. Yep. Because you had no or car. My mom had to drop me off. Your license was literally suspended. I remember that. Yeah, because I yep. drove us everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so funny. And I was even in the car one time when she got pulled over. Oh yeah. And what was hilarious is that I even knew the cop that <laughs> yeah, pulled her you over. Did. I thought you were gonna get I me got, out of yeah, it. Yeah, I got out of the car and I was like, "What's up, man?" And yeah. I was like, I'm, I was like, like I "Sorry that, sorry that she didn't." And he's like, 
sorry, man, but I have to give her a ticket because she already has two tickets. Because <laughs> like, you got them all like really close. Dude, together. it wasn't just two. I got like five total. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. crazy, dude. Who, I know. Who does that? Who gets five? I stops swear, on it's because I was driving an Xterra with like all these dumb teenage-looking stickers and like seniors on my back windshield. I you was just profiled. like painting a picture to like pull me over, and profiled. I never just ran stop signs. It's not like I was like running through things. No, I just, you like, just did rolled the California through them a little stop, bit. You yeah. Know, yeah, a little bit Tap. of roll. They're like, we need to see all of four of your tires yeah, stop and your car to lurch back before we know you've stopped. I'm like, bitch, it's six in the morning. I'm on the way to school. <laughs> I'm in a neighborhood. Um, yeah, I got pulled over like three times in the same neighborhood. Oh, okay. this was a total tangent. Okay, get back here. <laughs> Sorry, back to Stephen. But in 1963, shortly after his 21st birthday, Stephen Hawking was diagnosed with amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS. And Hawking beat doctors' grim predictions for his lifespan and lived with the condition for over 50 years. And yeah, like I said, the average time after diagnosis is only two to five years. So the fact he lived 50 plus is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So what did Stephen Hawking work on during his life? He worked on a lot of different things, but perhaps the greatest contribution and discovery that he made and contributed to was something called Hawking radiation, which is actually one of the biggest breakthroughs in the 20th century, which Hawking radiation uh, detailed an unprecedented understanding of black holes as well and the interplay between quantum effects and general relativity. Because so like Hawking, he mainly focused on black holes like he really yeah. I mean, what a more interesting subject could you do other than yeah. black holes? Black holes are truly incredible because he was he was very interested in, in like time travel. And so obviously yes. black holes is part of that, um, which because, is so interesting. Can I just real fast? Yeah, go for um, it. so interesting. Uh, I definitely need to do a podcast on John Teeter. You Absolutely. guys love that story. I, I it's love great. it. It's great. It's so interesting. It is though. so interesting. I am, it blew my mind when John you showed Teeter. me the first time. I was like, yeah, it's crazy. What? I know my video on that is like my, one of my favorite videos I've ever done. Um, and I don't know if it's true. Like it could totally be bullshit. It could. But, but I what love about time the, the travel theory. though? Do you think time travel is bullshit? I'm not sure. I mean, how would I know? Stephen Hawking yeah, doesn't know. True. But John Teeter said in 2000 on an internet forum, he posted, and this is all confirmed that he actually, whoever whoever this person was, whether he was a time traveler or not, whoever it is, said that Stephen Hawking was going to come forward in a matter of years and admit that he was wrong about black holes. Which, and which is true. The biggest blunder of his career. And then a few years later in 2004, Stephen Hawking says that he was wrong about black holes. He was, yeah, so what he said exactly was that um, he first believed that black holes, anything that goes into a black hole gets consumed and destroyed ultimately, um, and that there's nothing, nothing ever escapes a black hole. But and now he thinks it could be. He later, yeah, he later thinks that. You could ha not get crushed by gravity. That black holes emit their transformed contents back into the universe. And he also um, said that it's possible that um, previously to 2004, he had also held out the possibility that disappearing matter could travel through a black hole into a parallel universe. And this is a very popular theory that like, if you go through a black hole, it's possible to pop out in another universe. And he now does not believe that there is like a baby universe. So it seems like he doesn't even really believe that there's even parallel universes that even if you went through a black hole, you would come out wherever you are, but you'd still be in the same universe. 
Interesting. Hmm. So, yeah, that's very interesting. But to understand his concept of like Hawking radiation and black holes better, um, he used the analogy of a black hole is like a vitamin tablet that fizzles out in water. It can dissipate in time. And mm. he turned the scientific community on its head because the common description of classical physics states that black holes are super densely packed objects of matter and that nothing can escape from them. So how can they fizzle out? Mm. So here's here's him talking about black holes real quick. It's it's interesting because he can explain it far better than we can. From the outside, you can't tell what is inside a black hole. You can throw television sets, diamond rings, or even your worst enemies into a black hole, and all the black hole will remember is the total mass, and the angular momentum, and electric charge. Quantum mechanics implies that the whole of space is filled with pairs of virtual particles and antiparticles that are constantly materializing in pairs and then coming together again and annihilating each other. One member of a pair of virtual particles may fall into the hole, leaving the other member without a partner with which to annihilate. The forsaken particle or antiparticle may fall into the black hole after its partner, but it may also escape to infinity, where it appears to be radiation emitted by the black hole. The message of this lecture is that black holes ain't as black as they are painted. They are not the eternal prisons they were once thought. Things can get out of a black hole, both to the outside, and possibly, to another universe. So, if you feel you are in a black hole, don't give up. There's a way out. <laughs> I think I'm in a black hole, god That's, damn it! <laughs> oh, so profound. That is great. And so I, I apologize. It does sound like he thinks that black holes can take you to other universes. So that was wrong. Dude. But that that's incredible. So uh, so in, the fact that black holes even exist is just so interesting and just yeah. such a mind boggling idea to think about. Like, holy shit. These things actually exist out in space. Uh, yeah, that's why I always come whenever I hear a black hole. I always come back to interstellar the movie Me too. So good. Just fact, such a good example of how this would work. Yeah, and a visual Example yeah. too, like seeing it and then seeing Matthew yeah. McConaughey go through it and Then he like ends up in this like other dimension And then when he's like reaching out to Anne Hathaway and she sees it like at, in the in the past but Yeah, it's like the, oh the like time travel so aspect. Cool. They did a chills. really good job of like presenting those ideas of time travel and yeah. black holes so interesting oh, i fucking love that movie it's so good if you've never seen it seriously see it no it's it's literally top three down, movies give yourself three hours and it's so make sure good. you're woke put your thingy cap on and watch that shit yeah and if you don't understand it pause it and look it up <laughs> it's so good it's really good i mean honestly you need to watch that movie like three times before you really get it and understand it i only see it twice because the first time you're just in awe the whole time you're like oh this is incredible but you like miss <sighs> really all is. of like the scientific parts of it and all of the the details about the singularity and all these different things. It's so interesting. So interesting. But Stephen Hawking also has been very vocal about artificial intelligence, uh, which is very interesting. And he's actually warned that independent artificial intelligence could end humanity. And he claimed the 
that efforts to produce thinking machines poses a threat to our very existence. And in an interview uh, with the BBC, he said that the primitive forms of artificial intelligence we already have have proved very useful. But I think that I, but I think the development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of human race. So like right now, artificial intelligence like Siri and Alexa, um, Watson, you know, things like that have proven very useful. Yeah. But we are, it is a very primitive form of artificial intelligence so far. Like, I don't think people really understand artificial intelligence or how far it's going to go. No. If we let it go, like it's going to go, they're going to, I mean, we're literally going to have to have the debate of whether or not a robot has a consciousness or not. Because yeah. they're going to be so intelligent, even more intelligent than us at one point, that it's going to get crazy. Like, mm-hmm. it could get totally crazy. And we'll do a whole podcast episode about AI and yeah. about the singularity, singularity. and stuff. Mm-hmm. About when robots I mean, become Elon smarter Musk than us. is really worried about that, too. Yeah. But he said that um, Hawking didn't deny that there are many benefits to artificial intelligence, but he has claimed that further refinements on the artificial intelligence program would make it take off on its own and redesign itself at an ever increasing rate. That's crazy. So imagine like Siri being smart enough to realize that she could be better than the form she's in right now. And then she just decided to create a better form of herself because she has the knowledge to like program it and create it. Oh, and all damn, of a sudden, this is series, a whole other conversation. It is. It's crazy, I dude. Can't even. It's crazy. I am gonna save my opinions on that for the <laughs> one because we'll just go into such a deep thing if I even say what okay. I'm thinking okay. about that. All right, this is good though. You'll like this one. I mean, if you haven't realized already, Stephen Hawking's woke. I mean, he's been he's been thinking <laughs> yeah. about some like some shit. Well, you'd have a lot of time to think if you can't talk that much. Imagine how much more you'd be thinking if you couldn't talk as much. Absolutely. I you just know? think about myself. I'm like, how would be. Yeah. I'd be so in my head thinking about this. Oh, you would, dude. You would be. I like, don't need to talk to anybody. I just talk to myself yeah. in my head. Interesting. But according to Stephen Hawking, he believes that humanity, so humans, likely only have about 1,000 years left on Earth. He warns mm. that the only other thing that could save us from certain extinction is creating colonies in other parts of the solar system. Holy shit, dude. Can you imagine like, if we were extinct... People are so clueless. He's been quoted as saying, we must continue to go into space for the future of humanity. Hawking explained, I don't think we will survive another thousand years without escaping beyond our fragile planet. Which he's got a lot of, there's a lot of truth to that because the planet is not in a great, great shape right now. Yeah, especially really for supporting humans. <sighs> yeah. And, you know, a lot of it is due to the rising population and obviously global warming and things that we're doing to make the conditions a lot more difficult for us to live in the rising sea levels. Like we talked about, like, you know, it's, it's not getting any better per se. So, I mean, we saw it firsthand in the, in the great barrier reef. It was like all bleached out and it was really like, I I was, yeah, it was disappointing because it was like, this probably used to be an incredibly beautiful reef like full mm-hmm. of life and because the water's gotten so warm the bleaching effect takes place and it kills the coral it was just insane yeah so i agree with them i i think that obviously i think space exploration is absolutely the most important thing we should be doing 
and what we should be spending trillions of dollars on not fucking war why are we focused on fighting war still like my god guys because war makes the government money right exactly it's just like the government's got their priorities all fucked up because dude if we if we get to the point where we can't naturally live on this planet anymore we're fucked man we're so fucked yeah and if we don't have the technology and ability to go to you know another planet like everybody likes to talk about how we should terraform uh terraform mars but it's like we can't even fucking get to mars right now so why are we even talking about terraforming terraforming it and living on it i know i think a a lot of people don't realize like how far away mars is and it's far it's a nine month trip there yeah nine months in a spacecraft just to the closest one just to it and venus is closer than mars but mars is the only planet nearby that could probably be terraformed or we could build a colony on. Well, I think our best chance of surviving of survival is if aliens are real and they so. teach us how to space travel at a at an actual way that works, that's fast. Cuz they're obviously not wasting that hundreds of years. So Well, they fi- I mean, it's clear they figured out how to traverse space and time, bend it, go through like little wormholes yeah, and whatever to so like much more evolved than us to travel at much faster rates i mean if they're at if they're capable of interstellar travel so one star system to another yeah then they're really advanced then going from earth to mars is going to be fucking like so easy for me yeah they could do it blindfolded they're like this is ridiculous (laughs) you guys are like literally like happy you can fly up to your little space station two thousand miles above the earth seriously so hawking is very worried about that and he's estimated that self-sustaining human colonies on Mars won't be a practical option for at least another hundred years. And he emphasizes our need to be extremely careful in the coming decades, because although the chance of disaster to planet Earth in a given year may be quite low, it adds up over time, and it becomes a near certainty in the next 1,000 or 10,000 years. And by that time, we should have spread out into space and to other stars. So so a disaster on Earth would not mean the end of the human race. Mm. Which I think he's, I mean, I think he's absolutely right. I think there's, I think if there's anything we've learned from history and from um, what we know about ancient civilizations is that I think there absolutely is periods of time on this planet and then there's a reset button and Mother Earth just decides to reset itself and something catastrophic happens and sort of civilization starts over. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's very possible that there's a cycle to this. Mm. And so if, you know, we want to save ourselves or keep pushing this version of humanity into the future, we need to, we need to go to other planets and other star systems. Well, maybe we will. Cause like, think about it in the last like 60 years, we've gone to, you know, the moon yeah, and I mean, we still, I mean, we've sent like probes and things like that to the planets yeah. and stuff. So, and it sounds like we're getting like they're doing a Mars mission. They're trying to get that together. Yeah. I mean, so we're definitely going to be going to Mars in our lifetime. I think 100%. we're going to see so many cool things in our lifetime. And I, I have faith in humanity that, you know, when it really gets, we're just like, we like to push our limits so much. Like, we wait till things are just a disaster before trying to like come up with solutions. That's how it feels. We're, pr- like the human human race is literally procrastinators. All of us are. Yeah, or like it's someone else's problem. Like We're always someone like, else will deal with as it. we've seen with like fucking shootings. It's like we literally wait until it's like so bad that there, we there's no, there's other, no other option. Choice. Yeah, and that's how it's going to be with global warming. That's how it's going to be with everything. It's going to be like wait till the absolute last minute, <laughs> right before <Sorry>. things. <laughs> Just choked. 
<laughs> right before things get bad that we yeah. actually make some progress which sucks but. i know but that's it seriously does feel like it takes so long for anyone but i hope i really hope that eventually i mean we really are developing so many things there's so many brilliant minds people like elon musk give me hope for the future you know elon musk man mm. dude elon his musk. new system is so cool his new like travel system what is it called like hyperloop, the hyperloop. it's That's like this cool sick thing it basically looks like these like little glass like boxes and so futuristic. you can stand <laughs> in it and you don't even have to sit down did you notice like you'd think for something to go extremely fast, you'd have to be strapped in, buckled in. They showed people in the demo just like on their phones, not even holding on and it's to going anything. So fast, so fast, and it goes underground. There's like a ton. So he's he's trying to develop this. I mean, Elon Musk is actively changing the world. Like he is making his impact is huge. Oh yeah, he's he's changing the entire planet. Yeah, and that's so cool. We need more. That's the thing is we need more people like him. And he's not the only one. I mean, there's other companies and stuff like they like, just don't have the power. I just don't I just don't I think he's just got that like creative mind and and he's got those ambitions to really like push the envelope, you know, push push it to the limit and he see seems what like we he can has do. a natural intuition about the future too. And he's not scared of failure either. No. Like he had a fucking rocket blow up in 2016 and that didn't stop him. He's like, yeah. next year we're doing it again. <laughs> That's like billion millions of dollars down the drain, Ain't but no whatever. Stopping us now. Yeah. He was like, fuck that, we're we're doing it. Okay, that's interesting. But Stephen Hawking, woke dude, believed in aliens. Actually, he also believed that. Um, that more convinced than ever that we are not alone. Yeah, and if aliens do know of us, they will be vastly more powerful and may not see us as any more valuable than we see bacteria, which is very true. <laughs> that's so depressing. And it's depressing to Some think about bacteria that, like, over here damn but i mean these these beings could be on a totally different level of consciousness than we are and just be like you guys are so primitive you guys are like yeah literally like little apes yeah running around that's how it feels <laughs> so selfish we are so selfish all right but he also believes um he argued the fact that belief in a creator was not incompatible with science and that the big bang was as inevitable as gravity which is in, is very open minded, especially for a physicist. Because if you know, you know, if you ever listen to physicists or astrophysicists, they a lot of them are very much either atheists or just like there's nothing, or you know. But the fact that he was willing to consider that a creator is not incompatible with science, and that there literally could be some form of a creator to this yeah. universe, to the mm -hmm. space, to everything that of course exists. there could be. Well, some people, like some scientists just completely throw that out the window because they're like, they're too, sci there's like, there's no evidence, there's no facts, so absolutely not, not that's possible. Ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I know, so ridiculous. but that's how a lot of people are. There's a lot of evidence of things happening. A lot are, of really like, smart incredible. people just completely dismiss the idea of a creator or some sort of force or being or something that is just a spiritual side profoundly more advanced than we are mm -hmm. and could have created us. Um, Stephen Hawking, um, like I said, gave a thousand year deadline of we need to go out somewhere else in the solar system. Otherwise, we could be doomed here on Earth. Um, and one of his quotes that he said was that it is a glorious time to be alive and doing research into theoretical physics and praising the importance and positivity of how our fundamental understanding of the universe has advanced in 
in his or in our lifetime. Our picture of the universe has changed a great deal in the last 50 years, and I am happy <coughs> if I have made a small contribution. Mm. The fact that we humans who are who are ourselves mere fundamental particles of nature have been able to come this close to understand the laws that govern us and the universe is certainly a triumph. I I 100% agree with him on that. Like when you actually stop to think about like us as humans and if you think about evolution and you think about how far we've come as a species, the fact that we are able to consciously able to think and ponder about the cosmos and about black holes and think about where yeah. we came from like that incredible. just it does show us how advanced we are mm -hmm. it show it gives us it shows us the potential that we have yeah, to yeah. go so much farther than we have right now like yeah we may be able to figure out a lot of the secrets of the universe we I might be we capable will. of it I, I definitely think we're capable if we're of capable of thinking about ideas of it yeah, i'm sure we could probably figure it out too don't you think yeah like yeah. with time and maybe the right technology help from aliens i mean maybe other alien races out there have figured out the secrets of the universe <laughs> yeah maybe they have <laughs> he also said that um humans are overdue for a return trip to the moon he said that um <gasps> sorry i just saw the craziest thing on the internet what <laughs> this is crazy oh that's i shouldn't laugh I should not laugh. I don't know if anyone was injured, but I terrifying I just laugh video when people shows fall. people violently <laughs> so being mean. thrown from a chairlift in Georgia. I don't know why I'm laughing. It just the <laughs> way that it does it. Look, it kind of just like you guys should Google this. Look this up. Like chairlift. It's crazy though. It like threw people off, dude. Why is that? Jesus, why is that moving so fast? It's, it like malfunctioned and it started Holy going in reverse. Shit. Watch what it started going oh in reverse. So all these people are getting thrown off of it. Tons of people are jumping before anything bad happens. Oh yeah, they're smart to jump. People are jumping. Because it's like crashing. I don't even know what. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, I just saw this. Someone got this is why I don't fuck with chairlifts, dude. I was saying this before. I don't that's why I quit skiing. I, I always get a little nervous. I've fallen so many times getting off the chairlift. Dude, I always I was like the person that it's like so fell hard. and then a bunch of people fell on. I just hate me. how they put two people per chair. Yeah. Like you need more room than like that. Like I always like cross like I snowboard. <gasps> oh my god. Oh shit. Oh my god. This was is actually somebody? really bad. I feel bad for laughing now. Yeah, that they just threw someone. Oh my god. God, you didn't Ooh. even get to see the beginning of this. That's crazy, man. I know. That is crazy. That's insane. <sighs> All right. Well. But the last last major thing that Stephen Hawking worked on um, and became a part of at the end of his life was something called the Breakthrough Initiatives, which is essentially an alien hunting organization. A lot of people don't know he was a part of this. I didn't know about that. Ooh, and he was on hunting. the board of this with another man named Yuri Milner and Mark Zuckerberg also was on the board for this. And the Breakthrough Initiatives is a program of scientific and technological exploration probing the big questions of life in our universe. Are we alone? Are there habitable, habitable worlds in our galactic neighborhood? Can we make the great leap to the stars and can we think and act together as one world in the cosmos hmm. that's, that's a incredible. great initiative yeah i can get behind that definitely oh definitely he's such a like man of the future you know he's absolutely. like so far ahead of his time absolutely and his initiatives were 
um, something called Breakthrough Listen, which Breakthrough Listen was just in the news most recently when that bizarre rock pretty much or asteroid came flying through the solar system. Oh, that was so crazy. The flat rock, if you guys remember. Yeah, the like flat elongated rock that some thought maybe even part of a spacecraft or something just because of the flight path and how fast it was coming in and how close it came to Earth and everything. Yeah, that was so cool. The Breakthrough Initiatives actually like sent something out to try to like look at it and oh, listen right. for he, it. He was the one that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. To try to see if they could detect any sort of signal coming from that Uma Uma uh, right. object that was just like cruising through our solar system. God, that's crazy. I'm so, so curious about that. Has it left our solar system completely yet? Um, No, 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 no. It's still, it's probably out almost to Jupiter Saturn now. Dang. It's out Gosh, there. Space is so big. <laughs> Damn. So Breakthrough Listen is by far the most comprehensive, intensive, and sensitive search ever undertaken for artificial radio and optical uh, signals. A complete survey of the million nearest stars, the plane and center of our galaxy and the hundred nearest galaxies. And what's cool is that all data will be open to the public. So none of this NASA bullshit where they don't, they hide all this information from us. They don't give us all the data. This is completely public. Um, I'm sure it's publicly funded. Um, there's probably private donors, but obviously like Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook billionaires behind it. So, yeah. but I love seeing billionaires and like, people especially like tech uh tech giants and getting behind the search for extraterrestrial life yeah, i love it's it it's really cool it's really cool to well, see because they're just opening their eyes like obviously dude this is so big like now that we know how big the universe is and we know that there's possibilities I and mean, there's like confirmed ufo footage being released yeah. and stuff like come yeah. on guys it's time yeah. to wake up to the to yeah. the reality that we're not alone most yeah. likely like we're not alone here no. there's there's interstellar visitors here so let's try to communicate with them let's try to figure out how do we message with them and another initiative is Breakthrough Message, which is um, actually a competition to design a message representing Earth, life, and humanity that could be potentially be understood by another alien civilization. The aim is to encourage humanity to think together as one world and to spark public debate about the ethics of sending messages beyond Earth. That's great. We should be fucking getting together as a society and being like, all right, how do we want to represent ourselves to the rest of this fucking galaxy? Like, yeah. <sighs> We got to break down these fucking divides, break down the walls. It's time to fucking join up as a Jeez, human race. Josh, I'm you just sorry. said the F word like four times. I mean, I know I'm the sailor mouth over here, but this damn, is the that fucking was... podcast. It's explicit for a reason. <laughs> I'm you sorry to those who don't like want. some people don't like bad words. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That's just how we are, dude. <laughs> if I try to filter myself, I sound fake we want to make this as authentic of an experience as possible. And if any of you were to ever come hang out with us in person, this is exactly we how literally we are. say fuck every other every other sentence pretty much. It's my so. favorite word. I mean, it's, it's like a so great satisfying. word. Just a fucking word. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just how I was raised. Everyone cussed in my house. This is really interesting. This is the last thing I'll talk about with his breakthrough initiatives. But this is really interesting. There, a part of it is called Breakthrough Starshot, which is a $100 million research and engineering program aiming to demonstrate proof of concept for a new technology, enabling ultralight unmanned spaceflight at 20% of the speed of light. And they're basically going to send like nanobots on a mission, a flyby mission to the Alpha Centauri star system within a generation. So within the next 100 years, they want to send 
nano or like robots the size of a smartphone into space and wow. they at the at 20 percent of the speed of light towards another star system how cool is that that's going to be the fucking day when we finally get like images and oh, how cool would that be dude to see planets that uh, aren't of the solar system dude that could totally happen in our lifetime even just see remember little we things just got flying like around some it? pictures oh. of jupiter and how cool it was yeah yeah um imagine it just seeing so a complete cool. alien planet yeah. oh, never wow. heard of from alpha centauri star system wow and like in the <sighs> photographs so you bad. see like little craft fl- or a big craft flying around it or something that would be crazy. that would just be like that would literally change everything and be the yeah. same as if you know aliens showed up at the White House, yeah. or something, you know. Well, I think there's definitely a good chance of that at least happening yeah. in the next. Well, not the White House thing, but like. Yeah, I think disclosure is. <laughs> That's coming. funny you said White House because someone actually did ask me that on my Q and A. Like one of the questions that I saw was like, if aliens aren't real, why haven't or if they're real, why haven't they landed on the White House? <laughs> <laughs> because they would be shot and killed on sight. <laughs> That's what would happen. They're like these people are crazy down. They have here. to be careful, man. I mean. Especially, they're like, we are not coming down during the if Trump they've years. been ca- if they've <laughs> crashed and been captured before, why would they just come land and you know cause up cause a big stir? You know, yeah, or they have some type of agreement. Yeah, or there's an agreement, or they're just smart enough to realize like we need to come to terms with it on our own. Mm-hmm. And once we do, that will be the time for them to step forward and be like, yeah. okay, now that you guys are evolved enough to understand, yeah, and you won't just who we are, you're not going to just <laughs> imprison us and try to enslave us or something because you're scared of us. Yeah, there's so many possibilities, but we'll end it with this thing. This is so stupid and I hate that I have to even bring this up. But because we cover conspiracy theories, of course, there's a fucking conspiracy theory about Stephen Hawking. Oh, no. What is it? It's so stupid. So the conspiracy theory is that. The professor. Yeah. Uh, Replaced with a lookalike. Yeah. The whole cloning thing. There was like. He was replaced with when he got ALS or something. He was replaced with an impersonating professor. Maybe ever since, but. and maybe that um, the voice of of the professor was actually NASA, and maybe uh, all the words were put together by these physicists. It's such an outlandish claim with absolutely zero evidence it's like that the Beatles theory. Yeah, it's exactly what Paul they McCartney. like. Paul McCartney, exactly. Yeah. So they're saying that he could have been swapped, blah 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 blah, and that he didn't re- or. Uh, he maybe maybe he didn't really die and everything okay. else just craziness no evidence no, but people like to yeah. make up shit for for everything oh yeah dude people love it but love it uh, i hate that i have to leave in that but let's just leave on the note that stephen hawking was an incredible human being contributed so much to cosmology and the universe and understanding it and black holes so much cool shit probably inspired so many people that have become physicists and yeah and a lot of the stuff we talk about, we've learned about our, you know, things that he kind of started. Absolutely. You know, Interstellar would have never happened if yeah. it wasn't for him. Yeah. He was an incredible individual. And I mean, just so inspiring. His challenges were so inspiring. And that, I mean, to outlive, you know, 50 years is just crazy. It's a miracle. It's a, it's a total miracle. And there's he had a mission he, something here. is very special about him. And, you know, I know in our last uh, podcast, we talked about reincarnation, like whatever you believe personally i just like to think that steven is you know on to the next he has a new mission he has something else going on and you know right now he's probably just recouping looking over his incredible life if if you really do get like reviewed at the end of your life like steven's gonna get an a plus they're gonna be like dude you really hit the ball out of the park <laughs> your uh, life yeah. was awesome killed it man he yeah killed he it. did so 
dealing I, dealing with a shitty ass disease like ALS and still doing and talking and speaking and doing making all the discoveries that he did and it's amazing. It's incredible. And I know like one one of his greatest things that he wanted to do was to go into space. He really wanted to go into space and experience that. I mean, as a cosmologist, of course you want to go to space yeah. and see what it's like. I want to go to space see what it's like. Yeah. But he never got to, but he did get to experience what zero gravity is like. Because oh. believe it or not, there's a there's like a plane. Yeah, no, I've seen it. Yeah. A lot of people know about that. Yeah. There's an anti-gravity plane that you can experience. Zero G zero without gravity. like going into outer space. Yeah. I looked really it up cool. today. It was like yeah, 5,000 that. Bucks. I remember when he did that. There was like pictures of yeah. him and he's like floating he's like, inside. Uh, it. That must have been so, so cool. He looks so happy like floating in there like. That's so cool that I got to do that and experience that. So maybe in the future, that kind of thing will be like just as common as a um, one of those indoor skydiving type places that. Yeah. Not only just like zero G flights, but guys, space hotels are coming. Oh, that's so cool. Bigelow Aerospace Company is working on a space hotel that is going to be doable in this in our lifetime. So save your pennies, guys. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be outrageous. It's going to be like. Fifty thousand dollars. We can go to this. Kim K hotel. will be like the first one to go to the space hotel. <laughs> Yeezys, like, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, guys, I think we'll wrap it up there. Rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. Yes, such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you learned something interesting about him today, and <clears throat> he's just an inspiration to all of us, and to stay it's curious and to, to question everything, and keep looking for answers to all of the mysteries of this complex and beautiful universe it's so incredible it is i love it is so we'll leave you guys with that thank you again for joining us today for episode number 10 i'm joshua door kendall ray here in case you didn't know (laughs) and thank you guys for listening we will be back next week with another awesome podcast yes you won't want to miss next week's episode it's gonna blow your fucking mind (laughs) until then guys Stay woke, friends. Stay woke. (laughs) See you next time. See you next time.